this is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you here by Comedy Hair Often. Let's begin the show. Well, I'm back. I am back after a long hiatus. I am back and um, shout outs to all of my dedicated 40 that are here with me right now. I miss y'all. And yeah, a lot's happened. A lot's been going on. There's a reason why I've been absent from the podcast for a few weeks. And um, I'm going to get into it. I'm not going to spend too much time in it because the shit is all sad. And I thank all of you for those who've already know what I'm about to talk about <clears throat> for all your kind words. Shit was fucked up, man. Uh, my grandmother passed away at the age of 91. That's a fruitful life. That's an old motherfucker. You 91, you don't get to 91 being a fool. You know what I mean? And she was the matriarch of our family. She was definitely the head of our entire family and the one that, you know, we would all look to uh, in our times of need. And she was never like old, old, you know what I mean? Like she was always... My grandmother was 91 and did edibles, bro. Like, she was a 91-year-old talking about stilling. You ever try these edible pills? Yo, she was fire. She was doing 50 milligrams, popping them like popcorn at a movie theater. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's funny because she would do edibles because she said that smoking was bad. <laughs> she was 91 years old. And uh, when she passed away, it affected the entire family, you know, like the entire family kind of, uh, you know, it, it, at 91, you don't say, oh, you know, you know, that's tragic or it's short. You know, you just are like, oh, God damn. You know, we lost her. You know, we were glad that we got to have what time we had if we had any. And, you know, uh, thankfully, I did spend, you know, a few years, the last couple of years, I'll say where I talk to her regularly. I talk to her every day um, or every other day, you know, via text message. We'd always text. She was very tech savvy. So, yeah, my 91-year-old grandmother used to text me. You know, actually, my grandmother sent me a dick pic one time. I swear to God, my grandmother sent me a dick pic. And um, I wrote back, uh, ha, 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 ha. And she wrote back, that's not funny. There's people out there who really have that penis. So make sure you pray today and thank the Lord that you don't have that. <laughs> I did not see that coming, y'all. I did not see that coming. So when she passed away, it uh, affected all of us deeply. And they, I was asked to be the one to host the funeral. And, um, you know, they wanted me to be myself and, you know, try to bring some happiness and smiles and into the funeral. And so basically I, I did a tight five at my grandmother's funeral and I, I don't want to say I killed, but, uh, let's just say she didn't get out of there alive, but a boom, boom, <laughs> Oh, you got to laugh, man. If you don't laugh, you'll go crazy. But I did, um, you know, 
speak uh, on behalf of her life. And I'll tell you, man, um, I didn't cry when I found out. And um, uh, I didn't cry when I was introducing everybody. But when I had to start speaking myself, the, the, the rush of the reality that my grandmother, I'll never talk to her again, it overwhelmed me in a way that I wasn't expecting. And, you know, like whenever you ever do mushrooms and then start crying for no reason, but you, you can't stop it. But, you know, it was like that, except with mushrooms, it's euphoric. With this, it was like my soul, my very soul was just letting out, you know, tears. And, you know, as a man, you know, trying to be tough and shit. I didn't want to cry, but here I am saying these last words on a fucking Zoom show because the funeral home could only allow 10 people in. And so there was no point in me flying out to Toronto because they wouldn't let me go to the funeral. And so I had to host my grandmother's funeral from a fucking Zoom show in my living room. And the fact that I couldn't be there to pay my last respects, the fact of the gravity of the world that we were living in and the times that are happening, it crushed me. It crushed me. I um I barely got through my speech. And then I was supposed to host the second half. And I'm going to tell my dedicated 40 the truth. Uh, my family doesn't know and they don't listen to the podcast so <laughs> don't fucking tell them but I cried so much that there was like a halftime show like uh, you know 30 minutes where you're supposed to like let everybody out and clear the air apparently and then you let you know 10 new people come back in that was the way to do 20 people which was the max they were allowed period Um. In that 30 minutes, I was so overwhelmed and crying so much. Uh, my friend, Be Easy, left a bottle of Jack Daniels in my house. And I opened it and I drank that entire bottle of Jack Daniels in half hour. And, you know, cried and blacked out and fell asleep on the floor. And then I never came back for the second half of the funeral. <laughs> So I didn't come back to host the second half. And now they thought it was, uh, you know, internet glitch. And so they moved on without me, you know, flawlessly and seamlessly. So nobody noticed. But like when I woke up, the funeral was over and it was like nighttime. And I was like, fuck it. Eh? <laughs> I drank myself drunk and fell asleep on the floor during my grandmother's funeral that I was hosting. Ah, <laughs> I'm a fucking moron. So, uh, you know, dealing with that, it had made me very sad. And, um, but, you know, again, she lived a long life. She had many children. And, you know, all of us are thankful that we got to spend the time that we got to spend with her. Seven days later, my cousin was murdered. Um, he was an innocent 
bystander. He was just um, hanging out in his driveway and, uh, you know, speculation is, I don't know, but something along the lines of a friend of a friend of a friend uh, did something to somebody and they wanted, they don't know where to find this person or where to get at them. So they killed my cousin as a way to send a message that they're looking for this person. That's some coward shit, man. That's some fucking coward shit because it's like he had nothing to do with whatever the fuck this, this situation was. In fact, this situation that they're talking about happened 10 years ago. 10 years ago, my cousin was only 16. So whatever altercation this grown people had, had nothing to do with my cousin. And he was sitting in his driveway with his friends having a drink. And somebody rolled up and killed him. All because, literally, the person that they're looking for is not my cousin's friend. That's how deep this is. The person they were looking for is not my cousin's friend. They just go, oh, we know he knows that guy. And they took his life. It ripped me to shreds. It ripped me to shreds, y'all. My cousin, you know, I raised him. I literally watched him be born. You know, I changed his diapers. I remember the first time he started walking. You know, like, I remember when he got taller than me. To the point where he was now the biggest one in the family. He was six foot six. Handsome motherfucker. And um, in March, I flew out to Toronto. Uh, as you guys remember, I was doing the Canada Rose battles. Oh, shit. Ah, whatever. They can fucking hear it. I was out there doing the TV taping. And um, when I was out there doing the TV taping, I went to go visit him and we talked about uh, him coming to Edmonton to live with me. And he was supposed to come out for August, August 8th. He was going to come to Edmonton and live with me. And I was going to help him get some work and get his, you know, life on track so that he could be more of an independent young man. So when I got the call, that he was gone. I'll be honest with y'all. I fought, I gave up. I gave up a little. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, my friends die. But when you are in the game, when you, when you a street soldier, when you a thug, when you a gangster, all that shit that they try to glamorize, you sign up. And one of the things that happen when you sign up for that lifestyle is that being murdered is something that is just comes with the job. 
So when it happens, you know, you kind of be like, well, yeah, that's what happens in the game. But when you're a civilian, for those of you who don't know that we differentiate in the streets, there's civilians and then there's people in the game. And civilians are people who they don't do no gang shit. They don't have no guns. They don't do nothing. And my cousin was a civilian. You know what I mean? He never even was in a fist fight. Can you imagine that? How many people can say they've never even been in a fucking fist fight? This kid hasn't even been in a fist fight. That's how much of a civilian he was. And when he was taken, I had given up on life. Like I felt, I felt like this dark cloud, this weighing down depression. And there's two, I have dualities in my brain. I'm probably crazy. Um, But I have dualities where there's like my emotional side and then there's my, you know, intellectual side. Those two, you know what I mean? They don't always get along. My emotional side, um, you know, was where my passion and my energy derives from. But my intellectual side is what, you know, keeps me to pay my bills and walk in a straight line and, you know, drive a car properly. And thank God for that intellectual side because they have fail safes in my brain that that interact whenever things get dark. Because I started getting them voices, them dark voices, them voices that say things like, you ain't shit. You should just die. What's the point of living? This is all it's going to be. This is all it is. Maybe you should just pick up a gun and just go start killing people. And, you know, who cares? You know, now, fortunately, my intellectual side has that fail safe that realizes immediately, hey, these are not your real thoughts. You know, this is not this is not real for you. You know, this is not this is just those dark voices. Um, But the feeling from my emotional side was feeding into, you know, these dark voices. And so I, I took mushrooms and I went and did a deep dive. So now mushrooms, for those of y'all don't know, it's more than just a party drug. Um, uh, if you take, uh, you know, like six grams you will go on a very deep dive. And I was ready to give up my life. And when you're in that state, it's time for a deep dive. And I went on a deep dive. I took six grams of mushrooms and I just asked, you know, you know, why am I hurting and what do I do? And the mushrooms the answers that I got, and now if you don't do mushrooms, I, it sounds like I'm being fucking crazy, but if you ever have done mushrooms, and I mean a large amount of mushrooms, you understand when I say this. I asked the, the universe, the world, the mushrooms, when you're on the mushrooms, you know, what do I do? You know, I feel hopeless. What do I do? I don't even want to live anymore. And the mushroom said to me, the fact that you 
can choose to live or die is an option that the ones that have passed never had. So it is an insult to the ones that are gone if you don't choose to live your life to the very best that you can. And so when I came out of the trip, that was the message that I had. And I no longer had the desires or the dark voices that made me want to essentially end my life. And instead, I feel like now more than ever, I want to become the greatest stand-up comedian of all motherfucking time. Because the power that I will receive being able to touch that many people with laughter will be able to, I'll be able to uplift my family and end the generational wealth gap. You know, like I was sitting down talking to my cousin and I was telling him that, you know, our entire family has been poor. There's never been a rich person in my family ever. You know how fucked up that is? That never in the history of being a Scott or as my mother's maiden name is, whatever, you don't need to know that, but we've never been wealthy. We've always been poor. Generation after generation after generation, we have been poor. And this is the first time that it really set in. Like the wretchedness of our past is still prevalent in our present. And I realized that, you know, my cousin being gone, my grandmother, you know, like these are what will happen if we don't change. We don't make these changes. And the only thing I got dedicated 40 you know what I mean? I swear to y'all, the only thing I got is this comedy. That's all I have. You know, I'm a silly motherfucker who just happens to be able to tell a few funny words. And I've never been so resolved in my life, never, to become the greatest. And I'll be honest with you, every week I thought about y'all. I tell you guys right now, man, ain't nobody got a podcast with 40 fucking listeners that list that loves them as much as I do. I thought about y'all every week, every fucking Friday that passed last two Fridays that passed. I thought about y'all and felt terrible that I was not letting out an episode to let y'all know how I was doing. And so I'm back, y'all. And I really do hope that y'all are still listening. I really still hope my dedicated 40 still fucks with me. I hope you guys don't think I abandoned y'all and I hope y'all ride with me. I'll be honest with y'all, man. 
if I got more than 40 listeners, that's cool. But my dedicated 40, I fuck with y'all. And I thank y'all. So many of you sent so many beautiful words and amazing things. Those are my dedicated 40 that follow me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, you've, you've seen this, the, these posts and you all um, were overwhelmingly beautiful. I'm sorry I couldn't answer all of you. You know what I mean? But at 691 comments and inboxes, I kind of kind of got tired of saying the same thing over again. So forgive me, I was, I was healing. But I'm back now. And today is July 1st. That's right. I know it's coming out on this podcast, comes out on a Friday, but it's July 1st. Now, I do want to say before I move on to the next horrible topic, uh, we lost a great comedian to cancer. And I just want to say Kevin McGrath out of Edmonton, Alberta, you know, rest your soul. I remember my last show at Yuck Yucks before the pandemic was Kevin McGrath and myself and Kevin was hosting. And the joy that that guy brought whenever he walked into the room and the way that he would handle the stage and, you know, just the way he would light up those crowds. You know, you got, you knew you were getting a professional. And off the stage, the kind of human being he was, was one that was always jovial, funny, laughing, loving. Everybody that met Kevin McGrath was friends with Kevin McGrath. And unfortunately, he passed away at young age of only 58. And um, he will be deeply missed, but never forgotten. So shout out to Kevin McGrath, comedy brother, friend, and all-around killer. Rest your soul. So now it's July 1st, and that's uh, fucked up here in Canada because it's Canada Day. But uh, I don't know if that's going to be happening a lot. Now, there's a lot of people who are like, Fuck that. I want to celebrate Canada Day. I don't care about anything else. And then there's other people who are like, cancel Canada Day. All right, here's my thoughts on that. So for those of you who don't know, up to date, today is July 1st, 2021. They're at 1,505 graves of children that they found at less than 10 schools that were, you know, reserve schools that were run by the Catholic Church and the government. Children were forcibly removed from their homes by the RCMP and taken to these schools where they were raped, beaten, and murdered, and then buried next to the schools where they had to go to go to school this is the genocide of the aboriginal people 
that Canada has hidden. And I, regardless of whether you believe that you should celebrate Canada Day or not, we as a nation should have some fucking shame. Have some goddamn shame. We are responsible for the genocide of a nation. And when I say we, I say that although we were not the ones who physically did anything to these children, everybody I've ever met has said horrible things about First Nations people. And I'm not going to say everybody. Okay, sorry. In general, a lot of people say terrible things about them, regardless of what color you are. I've heard it from everybody. Asian, black, white, Indian. It doesn't matter. I've heard terrible things, the way that people look at and view Aboriginal people. Oh, they're drunks. They're drug addicts. These people were raped and beaten, murdered, and then put on the street. And um, I did a bit on this, and actually the when I got uh, my altercation with that comic strip, this is what I was talking about on stage. I said, if you rape somebody and then put them out on the street, do you expect them to have a good relationship? No. All right, now, now when they have a child, rape that child and then let that child have a child and rape that child. And now have that parent raise that child with that generation of rape and poverty and being constantly taken away of your heritage and being constantly told you're trash, you're garbage, you're less than human, and then put that person on the street. You think they're going to be fucking normal? Well, that's what we did to Aboriginal people. And we, as Canadians, looked down on them. And so we need to, as a nation, have some fucking shame. Shame on ourselves. Shame on ourselves for turning a blind eye to the genocide, to the beatings, to the downtrodden way that they were fucking treated. We need to have shame. And so I stand in solidarity with my Aboriginal brothers and sisters and I will, I will listen. I will be silent. I will be making sure that this is your time to speak. Because if you really try to understand that they haven't done even 10 schools yet, and they're at 1,500 fucking children, fucking children. And there's 121 more schools to go. This would have been a genocide that can possibly be just as bad as what Hitler did to the Jewish people. Just as bad as what Stalin did an almost complete genocide of an entire race. We need to have some fucking shame. And that's my standpoint on that. So, you know, moving forward, uh, I will not be shooting off fireworks today. I think it's going to be fucking dangerous outside. I'll be honest. My prediction for here in Edmonton between Jasper and 107 
and Jasper 116, I predict at least two stabbings. Um, <laughs> that's gonna what I predict. It's it's gonna be fucking dangerous outside. You've got a lot of people who are okay. So for everybody who doesn't know this, uh, today July first in Edmonton, Alberta, only Edmonton, Alberta, the only place in the fucking country we've gone one hundred percent back to zero, back to no mask, no fucking mandates, nothing. We did what Texas did. Yeah, boom, we're out there. So now you have anti-maskers versus pro-mask, anti-vaxxers versus pro-vaxxers, cancel Canada Day versus pro-Canada Day, and they're all going to be on those fucking blocks between Jasper 107 and Jasper 116. And I'll tell you right now, people, um, a debate is a form of, is an exchange of information to prove one's point. That's not happening in these streets. The only point that'll be proven is the point on the end of a blade. And the only reason why I say knife is because you're more likely to get stabbed in Edmonton than you are to get shot because a shooting brings too much attention, a stabbing, you know, yeah, 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 then you can run. So that's why stabbing is more preferred than shooting, right? Like you shoot a gun, it's heard for blocks and blocks and blocks. You stab a motherfucker, you know what I mean? Only people, the only way, only people that I know are people like three feet around you. So I don't think I will be doing a lot of being around that kind of energy uh, for Canada Day. To be honest with y'all, I'm probably going to do mushrooms and just kind of hang out. And, you know, just vibe out on mushrooms and just, you know, probably sit in the sun. You know, I might go to a Filipino barbecue. Uh, here's why. If you never had the opportunity to go to a Filipino barbecue, oh my God, you should do it. Nobody, and I mean nobody, tries to kill you with food and love like Filipino people. Oh my God. They're the only people who will cook food for 37 people, right? And then invite three. And then make you take home an entire fucking tray of food that can feed another 20 people. It's ridiculous. And I love it. And I'm here for it. So I'm probably going to go over by uh, the comedian, fucking phenomenal comedian. Oh, my God. Celeste Lampa. Uh, I might go over by her house and I might eat some lechon. And, um, you know, because she's like, <laughs> as a classic Filipino, she goes, do you like pork? I go, fuck, yeah, I like pork. She's like, all right, cool. We cooking a pig in the backyard. I said, God damn it. That's why I'm coming. So I'm probably going to get a smoothie and uh, like make like a, which I call is a, a mushroom smoothie, mushroom smoothie. And uh, it's basically exactly what you think. My cousin put me on this. Another, I have a lot of cousins, by the way. If you guys didn't know, I keep saying my cousin, but I, I've, I've talked about now four different cousins. So this cousin of mine put me on uh, what he would do is take the mushrooms, blend them up in a magic bullet and then take the powder. And then he would toss that powder in with, you know, like pineapple, mango, some ice, 
some strawberries, some water, boom, blends it up. And he would give me that and whoo, the smoothie was amazing. But the high, oh, daddy came out that night. I literally had the time of my life. I was on a one gram of mushrooms and I was watching my cousin play music at an empty bar for six fucking hours. And I had the time of my life. I was like, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> so I'm definitely uh, going to be playing around those parameters uh, this month. So we'll see what else I could do. But I think that would be the best idea is to just take a bunch of mushrooms. Not a bunch because I don't want to trip too hard. Because when you trip too hard, that's like, ooh, you're now entering the mushroom world. I just want to have like a micro dose buzz where it's like you get the body buzz. You get all the loosey-goosey, the giggles. You know, you're just genuinely happier. I want to get to that level and then just cut it off right there. Cut it off right there and sit down and just eat whatever food and smoke a ton of weed. I'm going to hotbox my car and then sleep in the backseat. I don't care. But that's what I'm probably going to do for Canada Day today. And uh, I really hope that you guys all stay safe out there. And that on Friday, that a lot of my dedicated 40 tune in. And, you know, that we get this funny train rolling again. Um, Oh, shit. Let me uh, plug some shit that I got to talk about real fast uh, before I go. One. Uh, I'm flying out to Vegas to perform on Amazon Prime. And two, only announced here on the podcast, I also got Just for Laughs, motherfucker. Woo! That's right. Your boy got JFL this year. And for those of you who don't know, the Just for Laughs Festival is the biggest comedy festival in the world. And getting accepted to perform at the just for last festival is the equivalent of making the all-star game you know it's that big of an event and this year it's going to be like a hybrid for the first time ever because of of course covid they're going to have um it broadcast in montreal new york in la and i am going to be flying out to montreal to film uh my performance that'll be seen around the world so make sure you guys tune in because you can watch that for free i will uh, get more details for that uh in the from weeks to come so don't worry that's weeks away and um, i'm definitely going to let you guys know how things go in vegas i will be definitely still doing the podcast and we'll bring all my stuff out there so i'm gonna make that happen and um yeah man so i'm super excited for the future i'm gonna do my best to represent us here at the Comedy Reject. And uh, for those of you who are like, hey, how come you're not on your Instagram page? I'll be honest, I forgot the password and I don't know how to log back in <laughs> to my Instagram page. So I got to get back on that and log back in. But I miss y'all. I love y'all. Thank you, my dedicated 40, for riding with me. Thank you, uh, Maria. You know why. And, um, you know, lead with love. 
Lead with love, everybody. That's what I say. I feel like uh, Bob Marley really understood it when he said that my religion is love. Because when you lead with love, you push out hate. So lead with love, people. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. Good days, better nights. Mm-hmm.